Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Donut Racing Show, everybody, where we bring a single-stream apartment mindset to the European spa-obsessed podium of Formula One racing. My name is Nolan Sykes. I'm joined by my two favorite auto journalists and my co-hosts, Elizabeth Blackstock and Alanis King. Hi. How's it going, fellas? It's good. Is Elizabeth in the room with us right now? Well, in today's episode, we're talking about the Mexican Grand Prix. But first, how have we been? How have we been? Pretty good. Me and my uh, fiance totally just like, we didn't do anything this weekend. No Halloween party, nothing, no costumes. We just felt like chilling out and doing nothing. And let me tell you, weekend wasn't long enough. You know, you know, I've done one Halloween dress up in probably the past decade and I was a hex girl and that was last year and it was great. Hex girl from uh, uh, Harry Potter. No, 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 no. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the the Scooby Doo. Who's the the witch band from Harry Potter? That's what I was thinking. The hex girls. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's the witch band. No, but there's one. I think it's the Screaming Sisters or something like that is the name. Anyway. Okay, so there's a different one. Yeah, there's a witch band. There's different witch bands. Oh, no, there's only one. Okay. In my heart, there's one. It's the Hex Girls. <laughs> Elizabeth? Uh, it was great. It was the first weekend, I think, since like May that I didn't do anything. Hey. Um, I didn't have, have work to do, so I got to hang out with my mom on her birthday and went to a Brazilian steakhouse. And then yesterday, I literally just watched old race car until modern race car came on uh, and then watched Friday the 13th. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, good times. 
I um, was about to tell you about my weekend when Portia jumped up on my desk. Portia is my cat. And her new thing is her favorite toy is an elastic string that came in a shoebox. And she jumps up with the string in her mouth. Oh, yeah. And she makes me play with it. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. But she just brought it up and jumped in between my two laptops and my microphone so that I would play with her. And now she has her butt directly in my face, just like staring at me as one does got two laptops and a microphone and a cat and a string are you staring into the void right now i am yes i i didn't do much this weekend i watched racing i drove a rolls royce cullinan it was five hundred thousand dollars oh yeah it was funny i had an interview with kyle larson who is in nascar's championship four and he calls me he's like what are you doing and i was like well I'm about to drive a Rolls Royce Cullinan. What are you doing? And he was like, I'm cleaning my house. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad you clean your own house. That's so funny. (laughs) It was a sad weekend. Tyler Reddick did not make the championship four in NASCAR. Neither did Denny Hamlin. And neither did Denny Hamlin. And I was sad. So big rip. We try again next year. Mm -hmm. We definitely do. Let's clean house with the Mexican (laughs) Grand Prix. Liz, how would you lead us off with qualifying? All right. Let's talk about qualifying for the Mexican Grand Prix. It was a fun one. It was a good one. So in Q1, with only 15 seconds left, we had a delightful yellow flag that messed up multiple laps. I love when they throw those last minute ones in there so no one can get their heater in. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, Lando Norris, and Logan Sargent all got screwed over. Uh, And the flag came out because of a weird little spin by Fernando Alonso. He was not the only guy to lose control this weekend, but like this time just straight up like twitched and then it was gone. Oh, no. In Q1, both Max Verstappen and George Russell were investigated for impeding. Uh, George was static and Max pretty much blocked the pit exit. So these were these as they were pulling out to head onto the track, they were going very slowly. Mm. They were like stopping it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. It's just terrible. But they were out here doing it and 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 got got looked at for it. Logan Sargent didn't even set a time. As a result, it was up to the stewards' discretion where he would start. So the stewards gave him a good old P19 ahead of Lance Stroll because Lance Stroll was starting in the pit lane uh, after he took some modifications under park permit conditions. Yet again, this is two weekends in a row that... The poor old Aston Martins have just been a shambles. I think Aston has just totally uh, thrown their hands up and said, we're going to try everything we can to make this car faster. It doesn't matter how much it affects our starting position because we got to figure this thing out. 2024 is not that far away. I feel like we started the season in I bought a brand new Aston Martin realm. (laughs) And now the end of the season, we're like, I bought like a like a late '90s Aston Martin, yeah. and all it has is repair bills, and it is not coming out of the garage. Now it's a Hoovy's garage video where he bought the cheapest <laughs> Aston Martin in North America, and he somehow has not driven it a single mile because it yeah. doesn't go anywhere. That's literally yeah. where we're at. Do you guys remember when we were like, maybe Fernando could win a race this year? Yeah, you remember when? Oh, I remember it so clearly. God. I still have that hope in my heart somewhere, and I've just shoved it to the 
aside. I feel like I've aged infinitely since that time. Oh, you're so right. It doesn't even feel like this year. Oh. Uh, Logan Sargent, despite his P19 start, he also got a 10 place grid penalty for overtaking under yellow flight conditions. That's a man after my own heart. If you're not going to, like, if you're going to beef it and you're already starting last, you might as well just get it all out of your system all at once. Uh, eliminated in this round were Esteban Ocon, Kevin Magnuson, Lance Stroll, Lando Norris, and Logan Sargent with no time. Man, I just like when I saw that he got that grid penalty, that was so funny to me. There were not enough spaces on the grid to penalize him. I like that. I'm, You know what? Like, good for him. If you're going to have a weekend where you're going to be fit. Let it be the weekend where it can't get any worse than it's already getting. It's an entrepreneurial mindset. It is an entrepreneurial mindset, but it's also not really an issue that the Williams have to deal with. Oh, that much. not at all. Yeah. In Q2, Fernando's time was good enough only for P13 uh, for the Aston Martin driver. Daniel Ricciardo was running in P2 for a bit. A stunning shift from his previous drives, but he ended up in P4, which is still very good. Very cool. Lewis Hamilton set the fastest time in Q2, and Alex Albon once more made it through to Q3 by landing in P9, but unfortunately, he went over the white line, so instead of Albon progressing to Q3, Alfa Romeo driver Zhou Guan Yu took his place. I am getting so sick and tired of these track limits. <laughs> Listen. I think if you break a track limit and it looks cool, then it should be fine. Because that looked cool for Alex Albon. They should get you on the steward board, honestly. Yeah. Here's my problem. If I leave a parking garage, I cannot back up into the parking garage because they put literal spikes to stop me from backing back into there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why do we have white lines in Formula One? Where are our spikes? Oh. Where are the spikes? Where are the thumbtacks? I see. I see. Why don't we just dig a moat around the track? And it's like a shallow moat, but it's filled with like pudding or something. I thought you were going to say so. piss. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Out of character too. for Lance King. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Anyway. <laughs> you know, that's actually what moats were. They were filled with piss. They were kind of like a sewage system. Yeah. Yeah. Because it It was was gross. Is water really going to stop you? Are you going to walk through water? If you're determined, you'll get your boots wet. What are moats filled with? I learned that. You're telling me that people surround their castles and homes with Everything smelled like shit. I feel like you're forgetting that everyone was gross until like 19... 25. 73, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's uh, No way, no way. Oh, medieval soldiers would often fill moats with various materials, such as sharpened steaks. Yeah. Sharpened steaks, boiling oil. I mean, it's going to cool down. This is just a Quora answer, so it's probably not right. Probably not. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just like remember... a 12-year-old. I remember learning about the, the sewage situation from one of those eyewitness books. Remember those? Like, it's like, here's how a castle works. Anyway... Oh, uh, stay out of that moat at the at the Atlantis Grand Prix. <laughs> totally uh, unrelated, but I went when I was in Scotland. We did a little like a little castle tour, and I didn't realize they just pooped in holes that went outside. Like, yeah, you've got three floors, and you just poop in a hole, and that hole leads to the outdoors. Like, just it's like is it like open... a laundry chute? No, it's not even like a chute. It's literally it's just like... a, a hole that looks out onto the ground. Like, there's no 
tunnel for it to go down. It's just okay. So do the people outside just like see you peeing in the hole? Stay out of the splash zone. Don't walk around a castle. Yeah. This is important advice for everyone. Uh, all y'all don't walk around a castle. You never know what's going to come out at you. Eliminated in Q2 was Pierre Gasly, Nico Hulkenberg, Fernando Alonso, Alex Albon, and Yuki Sonoda. Alanis, Q3. I'm sorry. It was just so funny that we were talking about the poop holes in the castle, and the first person eliminated is Pierre Gasly. (laughs) Pierre Gasly. Okay, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, they were great in Q3. Charles Leclerc got pole for the second race in a row, and Carlos Sainz qualified P2. This dude's in second, right? Max Verstappen couldn't do it. He started P3. Daniel Ricciardo could do it and started P4. Wow, welcome back, buddy. Good for you. What a change of pace. <laughs> Literally. Um, other things to note is that in addition to the restrictions put on Logan Sargent and Lance Stroll, those dudes were starting somewhere else. Yuki Sonoda was required to start the Grand Prix from the back of the grid following multiple power unit and gearbox element changes. This dude is just swapping stuff out. It's Oh man. It's the end of the season. Nothing works. A precursor for a rough race ahead for Yuki Sonoda, as we'll see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm proud of Daniel Ricardo here. I think he did something. Um, I also think it's really sad. <laughs> I think it's really sad that Daniel Ricardo is coming back and just performing at a time when Checo is not. I just oh yeah, like it's just really unfortunate for Checo, and I feel bad for him. This was definitely a clutch weekend for Daniel Ricardo in that context. Obviously, lots of eyes on Daniel to take Checo's seat next year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I still think, I don't know. I I still think Max would just uh, still be a super dominant force next year. Yeah. Even with Daniel as his teammate. I mean, here's my question though. Okay. Has Daniel been out of the Red Bull ranks long enough to go, okay, I'm fine with being the number two driver. It's totally possible. Maybe, you know, he could like try to rack up some wins, get his win count up. I don't know. We'll have to see. Honestly, I don't even... I think the reason Checo was signed was because he was going to be a good point scorer and was going to be a good number two. And now he's not doing that. And I think at this point, Daniel Ricciardo is probably just pleased to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't even think he's necessarily going to go for a win if he's at Red Bull. I just think he'll be a little bit better than Checo. (laughs) I just not not difficult at this moment in time. I mean, we've obviously talked about this for years at this point, but I do think it's interesting that Daniel Ricciardo's desire to be the number one driver was what got him to leave Red Bull. Like he Mm -hmm. was like, okay, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sick of the Red Bull the Red Bull just like swapping of drivers in and out. I want to go somewhere and be me and be number one. And that is probably going to lead him right back to Red Bull. That's so funny. That is ironic. It's so sad. All right, we'll talk a bit more about Checo later in the episode. Let's talk about the race now. Let's talk about Checo. Let's talk about Checo. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, yeah, wait a minute. Let's talk about Checo. I forgot about it. So the we have to talk about the start of the race. Turn one. Big deal. Maybe a turn that has sealed Checo's fate. So, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz got a great start off the line. But Max Verstappen got 
I would say, a better start and slipstream behind Sainz and pulled alongside him. So we have a Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez sandwich with Leclerc in the middle. Perez going around the outside. It's too tight. Leclerc and Perez touch, and Perez was sent flying off the track. The car is literally launched into the air. Uh, and, you know, these are delicate little F1 cars we got here. So upon impact, we're going to see some suspension components be affected by that coming down. And uh, for Checo, that meant a retirement. Uh, he did get going again for a bit in P20, but went in for a long pit stop. All the Red Bull mechanics were looking at the car, trying to assess the damage, and uh, they retired the car with suspension and, unsurprisingly, floor damage to Perez's car. <laughs> Obviously, Perez being uh, Mexico's only driver right now at his home race, very, very tough stuff. Heartbreaking, one would say. I love that sometimes you retire the car because you're just sick of it, and sometimes you retire the car because you just destroyed it and flew through the air. You beef it, yeah. But I mean, sometimes they just retire because they're just like, Hey, Logan, we're sick of running P19. Just come in. Yeah. <laughs> they just, and they're just done. We'll just save yeah. our engine for next week. Come on. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Let's go home. Uh, man, that was, that was wild because I had the NASCAR race on TV because obviously my husband and I were very, very into what was happening in the NASCAR race. So I pulled up the F1 race on my computer. So I had two screens and I look down for the start of the F1 race and everything's fine. And then just boom, check goes in the air. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that's there bad. It is. There it is. Yikes. It was disappointing to say the least. Afterwards, Checo told the media, quote, I took a risk to exit that corner first and go for the victory. I think I wouldn't have said that. Well, <laughs> I think I would have said like I had something in my eye. You know, he did take full responsibility for it. He did. But he also like in a different interview said the phrase, I went for a gap. Yeah. I hate that Aaron Center quote as it is because it just excuses everyone's dumb driving. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. Checo, where was the gap? Okay. There wasn't a gap. There was not a gap. You're so right like they only say that when they mess up if you no longer go for a gap okay well it's not an excuse it's not plus max has the same amount of championships at this point as Ayrton senna <laughs> damn out well i'm just saying it's like okay i don't know that's not an excuse really like because he, he's been canonized right he's been like Ayrton, obviously one of the most legendary drivers ever. I have such like I have such beef with Ayrton Senna. I don't know if this is the time to get into it, but I just have such I think he was such a terrible little cretin sometimes. And we all just love him <laughs> because he cretin. died. He was! He was a little asshole. Okay. Here's my thing. Anytime I do anything wrong from this point forward, I am going to say, if you no longer go for oh, a gap that exists. <laughs> the worst thing ever like i like totally my fault i should own it and i'm just gonna go if you no longer go for a gap that exists you are no longer a racing driver and everybody's gonna be like what the hell alanis you like I mean, you tripped <laughs> like what are you yeah. saying Perez using that as an it's like it's <laughs> almost it's like the f1 driver of like entrepreneur like grind set thinking it like it's a mantra it no literally it's, it actually when you th really think about it it's kind of bizarre i have this thing right so if you ask almost anyone on the f1 field who their favorite driver is like blanket their answer is Aaron senna 
Uh, I don't know that there would be anyone on the grid at this moment that would answer a different answer. My question is why? That's so boring. No, if you watch the grill the grid things that they do with the drivers, it's probably because they don't know any other drivers. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) They don't even know who's out there. No, they don't even name a world champion and they can't get past like 2005. (laughs) That's bizarre. It's rough out there, dude. They just like Ayrton Senna because they only heard of Ayrton Senna. That's so funny because like all NASCAR drivers have just like random ass answers when you ask them things like, who's your favorite champion? And it's someone who won by a fluke in like 1967. It was Craig Gribble. It was Craig (laughs) He was a refrigerator salesman who moonlit as a NASCAR driver. My dad and him were friends and he helped us move one time. Like, they get so granular with it. And then the F1 drivers, it's all Ayrton Senna. Do you think they all go through the same training class of like how to be an F1 driver and this is how you answer every single thing? It has to be. Like, is this F1 propaganda? I think just like their brain is too full of like being an F1 driver to have any other sort of information. That's so sad. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) They don't have any hobbies. Yeah. Our next off race week, I am going to whip out my old F1 programs because they always used to do these little like Q&As with the drivers and it was so fun funny how boring all of them were you'd flip through it's like favorite driver Ayrton Senna hobbies fitness music cycling like that everyone had the same exact copy paste answer for all of them I think the only different one was Max Chilton Max Chilton said that his favorite driver was Jackie Stewart and I was like imagine like knowing a second world champion like not just the one guy (laughs) and I'll bet in Senna's time Everyone's answer back then was Fangio. Oh, absolutely. I'll bet you anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for getting off track. Every time I hear Aaron Senna, I just have this this rage. So after Checo Perez's crash, uh, Verstappen he led the race. And as for Charles Leclerc, Ferrari radioed that he had, quote, some front wing damage. But we stay out. We don't see anything big. Uh, a bit later on lap five, the front wing end plate fell off, flew into the air, um, which sent out a virtual safety car for just a bit. And after the race, the stewards looked into, quote, driving under unsafe conditions. But it turns out that that little wing plate fell off before he would have been called in. Quote, it was deemed that the detachment of the end plate did not cause the car to become unsafe and that no further action was warranted. The car was fine. It seemed like he was holding on just fine. Uh, So I don't feel I feel like that's enough to say that it wasn't unsafe. Mm. You know, honestly, I don't really disagree with that. Like it was doing its thing. He was driving. All right. He made it. Again, I think a constant theme of this season for me, at least, has just been like, can we have less rules, please? The rules are like making it harder Harder to watch, almost. Uh, Anyway, during the red flag, Ferrari was able to change out Charles's wing. Now, here's something that I don't like about F1. You can work on stuff during the red flag. You can change stuff. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. it. It's a red flag. The race is not happening. You are not on the clock. You do not get to fix your stuff. Don't touch the car. Right, Elizabeth? You you hate this rule, too? No, I'm I'm in the exact same boat on this one. I hate that there are, like, certain things you can do. Like, why? Why are we allowed to, like, change the tires? It just ruins everything for everyone else. This is like... The race is not happening. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Exactly. It doesn't count. It shouldn't count. You shouldn't be able to do things that count. I agree. I you just be able to piddle around mm. in the freaking pit lane and talk to people. I like it because for many teams, usually it's almost like a 
a second chance in a way where it's like, hey, something's not right. Let me make it. They don't get that. Let me make an adjustment. Heck no, no, they don't get that. They do get it. That's why no, I like no, 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 it. No, that's why I like it because a, a red flag obviously means someone's day is going terribly wrong, but that <laughs> can also be an opportunity for other teams to make an improvement. And sometimes we see a little shakeup after that red flag period. See, if I, if, if Miss Alanis controls Formula One, you are not working on that red flag. I am yelling at all of you and I'm penalizing all of you for working under the red flag because the race is not going no 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 it makes me so mad I think all of the drivers should have to sit in their cars all by their lonesome I don't think they should get to talk and to think nobody. about their lives yeah I think you should just a little isolated corner please now I do like when you can get out and like go to the porta potty I think that's really funny <laughs> like I love no, when they abs- get out of the car absolutely not no. <laughs> no you just have to stay in there see I just I don't know I have lots of thoughts about working under red flags but my main thought is no <laughs> I don't know it's usually usually makes the race better Mm-mm. unless someone dies in that case <laughs> it's <true>. not <laughs> That could uh, happen whether they're working on the car under red flag or not. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. It usually makes it more interesting when the teams can make an adjustment. Let's talk about Max Verstappen, who won this race, but also continued his pattern of fun radio messages where he kind of tricked us into thinking he couldn't win. So on lap 13, we got our very first sassy exchange where GP comes on the radio and tells Max, watch the curb at turn three, Max. It's not helping you, I don't think. And Max responds, I'm trying to hit it correctly, but our car is not being lovely there. Very, very funny because his thing is simply lovely. He loves that word. <laughs> it's almost, it's trickled into my life. He's so much funnier than we give him credit for, I think. Max is always funnier than we give him credit for. At the U.S. Grand Prix before, like in the Thursday press conference, Max was there. Daniel Ricardo walks in and they're not quite assless chaps, but they've got a little cutout on the side. Uh, so you can kind of see some skin mm. and he was trying to figure out where to sit and Max was like oh I'm making you sit on the edge so everyone can see your butt cheeks I was like <laughs> oh, god bless you Max you're so funny Max uh, is funny and we just don't pay enough attention he to was the not allowed to have a personality for 65 years uh, and therefore we didn't realize he was funny until now but <laughs> thankfully He's letting loose, and I appreciate it. On lap 19, he also came on the radio to say, tires are giving up, mate, not much I can do. Uh, Then pitted to hearts, and pitted quite early compared to everyone else. GP said, just be sensible in these first three to four laps after he pitted, and was able to get that second pit stop in at the safety car. So, all things considered, the Red Bull strategy was on point. Do you guys remember in, like, 2014 and 15 when engines would just randomly explode yes and that I totally changed yes. uh yeah changed everything during a race like their leader yes. would just be going along lewis hamilton or or sebastian would be just cruising and then that puff of smoke would happen and yes everything would change obviously the teams have figured out the reliability of the engines now that never happens uh but I, I pray for that pretty much every weekend. <laughs> yes, but I, I also do too. But like, yes, maybe the teams have figured it out. But we also have tire compounds that wear differently. I think you just need to have a time bomb somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at some point, the engine's going to go and it's just like engine lottery. Yeah. I think that's only right. I think like instead of having a certain number of tokens for like replacing your engine, I think you should be required to have your engine fail during a certain number of races. Just go until it blows. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Ooh, yeah. interesting idea. 
We need more blown engines. Oh my goodness. Man, I miss those days so much. I think about them all the time. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Daniel Ricardo, he came to play this weekend. This boy was out here driving the car, driving it pretty well. He did well in qualifying, started P4, and he stayed near the front for quite a while. He was battling Lewis Hamilton in the early laps, and he held him at bay despite the DRS zones to the degree that Hamilton actually reported his car was heating up. And just as a side note, Lewis Hamilton also had a good race. He started in P6 and finished P2. Daniel Ricciardo, he was holding his own out there. He was running P4 by lap 24. And then they come over the radio and they say, hey, Daniel, Max is coming. Move out of the way. And you move out of the way when Max is coming. Daniel also had a really great battle late with Lando Norris, even though Lando managed to overtake him after several laps. And there was also a good last lap battle where it seemed like Daniel could catch George Russell for sixth, but he didn't. And he finished seventh. Yeah. So that uh, Alpha Tauri, uh, as far as I heard, they really had all the aerodynamics turned down to basically zero this weekend. So a super slippery car, right? Super fast on those straights. There's no air up there in Mexico City. That too. Yeah, that makes sense. In fact, there is no air there. Lando Norris had a wonderful drive this weekend. With serious boyfriend of the week implications when it comes to this show. The man started in P17 because of that yellow flag during qualifying and finished in P5. But it wasn't without its own challenges. So, uh, that was 12 places from race start 
to finishing position. His previous record was gaining nine places, according to the announcers in the broadcast, so who knows how accurate that is. <laughs> uh, this was a massive day for Lando Norris. He also won driver of the day, uh, just beating out former teammate Daniel Ricciardo by about eight percentage points, a pretty close margin. Usually it's not that close. Usually it's a blowout. Mm-hmm. Oscar Piastri, on the other hand, did just okay. He started P7 and finished P8, dropping down one position, but had a decent drive, including a fun battle with George Russell during the first laps of the race. And later, a battle with Yuki Tsunoda after the restart that ended in some screams on the radio for Yuki. Uh, what happened was on lap 48, Piastri had made a mistake and had some contact with Yuki and then it happened again on the next lap, 49. Yuki came around the outside of turn one, touching Oscar Piastri's McLaren, and then spun Yuki out. It was a points battle. Um, Yuki was had some momentum going through the through the uh, the grid, but got really impatient, made a stupid move, and ended up uh, dropping out of the points altogether. Around lap 55, Lando swapped places with his teammate, Oscar Piastri, and said thank you on the radio to Oscar. But I will say it wasn't the most sincere tone I've ever heard from the British driver. Uh, Further adding to Lando's reputation, in my mind, of being a sarcastic little guy. Here's my thing. (laughs) Do we think Lando notices what he, like, do we think he notices his tone? Or do we think he has been around, like, a toxic family member and has just picked up their tone and is now using it? Like, what is going on? Why I think it sounded sarcastic is because you're driving a race car, like, 200 miles an hour. Going around turns, feeling these insane G-forces on your body. Like, you have to have intention to sound like that over the radio. No, like, that's the thing. Like, I, wh- it, what happened to him to make him sound this way? It's insane, because it wasn't like, there's nothing, like, he could have just been like, thank you. Or like, tell Oscar I said thanks. Great. But he's like, thank you. Like, it's so, it's crazy. My flabbers, they were gasted, okay? <laughs> that. I was like, what is a fla- Nolan, what is a flabber? <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> the flabbers saying, are what makes that sarcastic They were gasted. They Norris. were. Um, it, it was, it was uh, it, you know, just another another day in the life of, of Lando Norris. I feel like if he listens back to himself, I don't know if anyone is going to make him do this, but like, just play some of this back for Lando yeah. and see if he goes oh He'd be like why didn't you guys tell me I sound like that exactly like I just I really don't know if he's doing this on purpose because I, d- I don't think I would is the thing I don't know I don't know it's <sighs> weird it's a weird deal y'all know what else was weird Kevin Magnuson had a very oh, no. bad crash this weekend and brought Super out a weird. red flag yeah the replays showed Magnuson lost it in the turn eight to nine complex and it looked like something broke on the car. Uh, Haas today has said that the overheating of the brakes were actually what triggered the crash. Uh, hmm. It led to a suspension failure, those hot brakes. Oh. So that's why there was a sudden snap that sent him into the barriers. Okay. Uh, and it was so darn hot that the car caught fire. Thankfully, Kevin was fine and managed to get out. Uh, but it was... It was a scene. It was certainly a scene with Kevin sitting behind the tire barriers as a form of protection and his Haas slowly smoldering away in front of him. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Mm. The barriers were very damaged due to that crash and there was a lot of debris from Kevin's car because that was a pretty gnarly hit. Yeah. So on lap 35, red flags came out. Verstappen, Norris, and Albon had all pitted under the safety car prior to the red flag. 
Uh, but at that point, the drivers could all change tires. And since we're about halfway through the race, the new tires could bring them to the end. And this is where it got a little spicy. A few teams didn't have hards left. They only get two sets per weekend. Uh, and hards would be the ideal race tire to take you to the end if you're going to have to go over half race distance. Only two drivers had new sets of hard compounds before the race, Verstappen and Yuki Sonoda, and Yuki hadn't used his yet. Got spicy. The race was also restarted with a standing start that's typical for an F1 race. Uh, Charles Leclerc came on the radio to tell his team a standing start on a hard tire is going to be a huge mess. Uh, it wasn't, but... It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> per per Bernie Collins, these specific conditions at the standing start weren't the ones that the drivers would be used to. Uh, and that's because when you start a F1 race normally, you have a certain level of like, you're expecting things. You know the degradation of the track, the tire quality. Uh, here we've got a whole slew of new and, and interesting uh, combinations and factors at play. So the training that they would might have for a start wouldn't be in play, but it was all for naught. At the restart, Max just pulled right out in front. Uh, back behind the front of the grid, Ricardo and Russell had contact before George pushed past Daniel and Piastri to get into P5. Meanwhile, Lando dropped from P10 to P14, Oof. and Logan Sargent dropped down to P18. It was a, it was a rough start for those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to say, though, I think Max... If he ever had a weakness over the past few years, it's definitely been his starts. I think he's been training them pretty hard because past couple races, his starts have been really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in this race, uh, he had two fantastic starts. I was going to say both of the starts he had in this one were just yeah. insane. I mean, the first his at the race start, that was just nuts yeah. going from third to first and like, like nothing, like nothing. Max's list of weaknesses slowly withering away as he becomes ultimate f1 man see if i'm max i don't train to get better at my starts because i'm better at everything else i train to get worse i yeah i train to get worse because i need some (laughs) kind of challenge and i'm bored so i'm like how can i be worse at this so that i have to make it up later what if you just what if he just didn't do qualifying like what if he just didn't qualify i honestly don't know why he's qualifying because here's the thing like i understand that you need to show up to the race because you have sponsors but would you get much more tv coverage if you voluntarily did not qualify and then went through the grid yes are we showing max at all when he's 20 seconds ahead of everyone no, hmm. not at all. Exactly. So why not? Exactly. Fair point. Get more TV coverage by just sitting out and starting last and then mowing everybody down like they're grass. Could be so easy. He could have so much TV time. Anyway, we had those bigger stories. And then we have a few just random things. So it is time for Grand Prix Grab Bag, where we quickly touch on exciting moments that happened during the race. Let's start with Fernando Alonso. Dude is not having a good time. He had a horrible qualifying session, started P13, then he farted around for quite a while until he retired on lap 48 due to damage sustained from debris. Oh, Fernando. Ouch. 
A few laps from the end, Fernando's teammate, Lance Stroll, had a moment with Valtteri Bottas. He ended up retiring the car near the very end of the race. And so the stewards looked at it post-race. The explanation read, car 18, who is Lance Stroll, made a passing maneuver on car 77, who is Valtteri Bottas, into turn 13, successfully and in accordance with the driving standard guidelines. On the exit of the turn, car 77 ran wide, and as it attempted to return to the racing line, collided with car 18, which was ahead of car 77. Ah, jeez. Ouch. Mm -mm -mm. So for that mistake, Botas was given a five-second penalty as well as two penalty points, the first of the last 12 months for him. So Valtteri gets the penalty points. Lance Stroll retires from the race. Nobody can hit each other. Sad. (laughs) We also lost Logan Sargent at the very end of the race due to a fuel pump issue. Otherwise, he had a decent run. He was in the mid-teens for most of the race. And his teammate, Alex Albon, finished P9. Hell yeah. It was really sad because, like, on the last lap, I saw Logan pull into the pits. And I was like, was he... Did he think the race is over? Like, did he get the the numbers (laughs) of laps confused? Did he just go home? (laughs) Okay, but seriously, people listening might think that's ridiculous. No, this actually happened. So one time in a mid-tier NASCAR race, Mark Martin was dominating, okay? And it was like lap 199 of 200 or something. Dude pulls in to victory lane. Oh, wow. And he didn't win the race because he pulled in a lap early. It was rough. It was so bad. That sucks. And that is something that haunted him for his entire career. I bet. That'd be terrible. My guy, Stebby Ocon, started P15. It Mm. was rough and he fought his way up to p10 but it took a lot longer than originally planned because nico hulkenberg put up quite a fight little nico nico his 200th race this weekend oh wow 200 Mm -hmm. races with nico hulkenberg Mm -hmm. um i forget he's there a lot to sum it all up the podium was max verstappen lewis hamilton and Charles leclerc we had Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, George Russell, and Daniel Ricciardo afterward. And then to round out those final points were Oscar Piastri, Alex Albon, and good old Stebby Ocon. Hell yeah. Fastest lap went to Lewis Hamilton, and the driver of the day was Lando Norris. Our DNFs were Sergio Perez, Kevin Magnuson, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll, and Logan Sargent. Woof, that's a long list of DNFs. It, it was a tough one. It was pretty brutal. Ouch. Again, so I, I promised we'd talk more about Checo. I think it'd be crazy if he was replaced this far into the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not that much time left. They've already got the championship wrapped up. Do we think that Daniel is a lock for Checo's spot? Mm. Um, Because people are sure acting like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going back and forth on this. I, I am going back and forth on this because you have to consider that as it stands, sure, Checo is making mistakes and wrecking and doing things like that. But also, Max can kind of win the Constructors' Championship by himself right now. So, it's not necessary currently to move Daniel Ricciardo up to win the Constructors' Championship. And also, moving up Daniel Ricciardo could cause infighting that does not currently exist because although Checo gets frustrated sometimes and he's like oh come on like why are we doing this he is not going to straight up fight you about something if you move up Daniel Ricciardo who left Red Bull so he could be number one 
you're going to have some fighting, some division of attention, some division of the Red Bull fan base. It's going to be a distraction Mm -hmm. to the ultimate goal, which is Golden Boy Max winning everything. So is Checo performing perfectly? No. But is he less of a distraction than Daniel Ricciardo would be? Yes. I think what it's going to come down to is who actually ends up finishing second in the World Drivers Championship because Checo currently is holding that spot. But if Mm. he gets that taken away by someone like Lewis Hamilton, who has not had a particularly stellar season uh, and has struggled and Checo's in the best car, I think we would probably end up having this conversation about it. Because for as much as I think... Like, Alanis, I think you're right. There would be a definitely a division of attention that would be going into it. But also, maybe maybe they just see more value in getting the points higher so that they can have more money at the end of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if you're going to dominate, you kind of want to dominate with everyone uh, the way that Mercedes had done. Fair. But I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if Daniel's necessarily going to uh, be better I think he's in an interesting position where uh, during the U.S. Grand Prix, he was saying that he thinks it's unfair that people treat drivers as actors Uh, like Drive to Survive has made them personalities. And he's like glad he can have a personality, but wants to prove he's actually serious about racing. So I think he could be in a place where like that attitude in and of itself could get him in trouble. Here's a conspiracy. Do you think Alpha Tauri told Daniel Ricciardo to move for Max to see if he would, to see if he would follow orders. Hmm. Do we think this was like a, like a call from above? Like tell Daniel to do something and see if he does it. I hope so. Maybe it might've just been like a advisory thing. Cause Max was already ahead of him, right? It might've been a, an advisory thing because yeah, Max was just going to pass him anyway. Um, but it's more fun as a conspiracy. <laughs> And that's the reality we live in. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy is more fun than reality because reality is pretty freaking boring sometimes, isn't it? All right. But that's not boring. It's boyfriend of the week. Uh-oh. It's boyfriend of the week. You know the rules. One week only. Middle school rules. I'll start things off. Okay. Lando Norris. Oh, no. Would have been a great pick for boyfriend of the oh, week. Wow, that was. They had us in the first half. Wow, you had me. He would have been a great pick. Uh, he had a pretty amazing drive. 12 places made up after a, a terrible restart, too. Really, it's almost like he made up 16 places. But that's not uh, that's not who I'm picking this week. My boyfriend of the week for the Mexico City Grand Prix is one I wanted to pick last year. Ooh. But I did not know the man's name, but I do this year. His name is Fermin Lakalaka or Fermin the Skeleton. You might have seen him on social mm. media. Um, the lovable skeleton mascot man roaming around the pit at, uh, in Mexico city this year. I, after the race last year, I had to follow him cause I was like, what is this dude's deal? Uh, he's an artist over there in Mexico city. Um, and he's, he's a skeleton man. He's a skeleton and he loves formula one and he is hilarious. And, uh, Fermin Laka Laka, Fermin the skeleton, that is so exciting. my boyfriend of the week. What Thank you very much. That is so exciting. Elizabeth, do you have one? No, not at the... Like, I have one, but I don't know if I want to go with it. Do you have one? I have one. Okay. My boyfriend of the week. Elizabeth is going to be shocked and awed by this. Lucas Degrassi. What? 
<laughs> okay. Why? I need some context. I need some context. Okay, Why wait. is Liz Was freaking out? Was he being out? racist again? No. <laughs> no. Was he being nationalist again? No. What did he do this time? <laughs> he posted an AI-generated photo on Twitter of a oh, bear no. racing a car on Mars, and he captioned it, Bear racing on Mars. Green check mark. 45 likes, baby. Why? Why does he keep doing things? Bear racing on bars. And I'm scrolling through Twitter. And I see a bear racing a car on Mars. And I was like, where did this come from? What made him think of this? Why did he caption it it so literally? Like, why did he just caption bear racing on Mars? Check mark. What is going on? Where did this originate? When did he post it's, this? When did he post this? What day was this? October yesterday. Or sorry, yesterday. on Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. According October to twenty eight. Sorry, for some context, <laughs> if you guys don't know, I don't know who this guy is. He's a he's a Formula E driver from Brazil. Lucas Degrassi used to race in F one. Did he not? I believe. He's part of the Red Bull Junior program. He was a Red Bull Junior um, from Brazil. He uh. won an FE championship. Uh, he's he's kind of a disaster. Um, very smart man, but uses his big brain genius for being the dumbest guy you know. <laughs> he's got 210,000 followers on X, but this bear driving on Mars post has garnered only 45 <laughs> likes. So not great engagement, if I'm being honest. I thought it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. This man got done with Formula E testing where a battery freaking exploded. And he was like, you know what I'm going to post? Bear on Mars. What is going on? <laughs> I, I just, I want to know. I want to know what happened. But the thing is, if I asked him, he would give me some smart man answer about it. Like, it would be a legitimate yeah. thing, not just like, oh, bro, like it came to me in a dream. Like, he would give me some smart man thing about how they're going to put microchips in bears' brains and put them on Mars and actually have them race. Like, but I like to dream. I like to think that it just came to him in a vision at some point and i thought it was beautiful god bless him god bless him my my boyfriend of the week is enzo ferrari's mom okay okay because i just finished the enzo ferrari biography by brock yates uh fantastic book did she smack him with a shoe she didn't oh so i have this thing i have this problem this this compul a compulsion if you will every time i see a hard-boiled egg like, with the shell off, I think I can swallow it whole. <laughs> like, I think I could go full snake. No problem. That's how Enzo Ferrari's mom died. Uh, I learned that this weekend in the book. She choked on a on a boiled egg. And I thought that was very funny because I was like, this is my future here. Oh, God. This is my future. <laughs> Does this change your feelings about trying to swallow an egg whole? Uh, it changes my feelings about doing it by myself. Uh, changed my Did she do about, it by herself? Yeah, she was by herself at breakfast. Uh, if oh, I yeah. am around someone who knows the Heimlich, I am absolutely still going to try it at some point in my life. Oh, God, don't. I'm going to swallow an egg. 
Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Donut Racing Show. We'll be back next week to talk about the Brazilian Grand Prix. And we have a very special guest in Noel Miller. Yeah, Noel coming on the show. This is crazy. That is so exciting. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe and tell all your friends to tune in to the Donut Racing Show. And if you want to leave us a five star and kindly worded review, it really helps us out. We also have an email address, donutracingshow at donutmedia.com. So you can get in touch. Here's when we got racing. Hello, DRS. I was listening to your show and you wanted to know when the last fight was. I think the last one, if you could call it a fight, was Brazil 2018 between Max and Esteban. They collided while Esteban was trying to unlap himself. And in my opinion, Max didn't give him enough room. Later, Max pushed and shoved Esteban a few times in the pit lane. So not really a fight, but you asked for hands. So I gave you hands. Hope you have a good day. Best Xander Parsons. Xander, thank you so much. I still, I want them to all out fight, break them apart. Just like, I want them to go after each other, but you're so right. They, they did shove each other. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. Max came in there. <laughs> no one's watching it. One handed okay, shove. No. Oh, Esteban gets pushed pretty far back there. This was back like five years ago when Max was like a real hothead and kind of like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want. This is what I want in NASCAR. And Nolan, you can look it up. It is Matt Kenseth attacks Brad Keselowski at mm, one of the races. I don't remember which yeah, one it was, but see. Nolan, look it up and just watch Matt this. Stealth this, mode. Oh, that's an eight minute video. I'm not watching that. No, um, don't watch the eight minute one. Uh, Matt Kenseth stealth mode attack on Brad Keselowski. Just look that one up. Okay. Uh, this is what I want in NASCAR. I want one of the drivers to be walking away. Oh no, you did find the eight minute one. Just fast forward it and you'll find yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm fine. He's, um, I want one of the drivers to be walking away and another driver to just chase them down and oh, like shit. Oh my spider God. monkey. Whoa, between the trailers too. Between the trailers. <laughs> oh Matt, man. Oh man. I, I'm, I've got it. I'm pulling it up. Damn. Here we go. The Here teams we go. are like brawling now. Oh my God. Ah, he just attacks him. Ah. Dang. Well, uh, just imagine watching a Jeez. race and Max Verstappen is walking away. This man is leaving the track and out of nowhere, Lewis Hamilton just runs up behind him and just attacks him from behind. We need it. That's what I want. That's what I need. Stealth mode indeed. Stealth mode indeed. Please, someone give me this in Formula One. So if you're not familiar with Donut, that was an exhilarating one. We have a YouTube <laughs> channel as well as an automotive history podcast called Pass Gas. Check it out. Follow DRS on Twitter at donut racing show and give us an email at donut racing show at donutmedia.com you can follow alanis on twitter and instagram at alanis and king she also has a youtube channel called alanis king alan is king alan is king and you can yeah. catch her over on the cars and bids youtube channel you can follow liz at eliz underscore blackstock on twitter and eliza blackstock on ig make sure you check out grand prix gastronomy mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. liz uh, cooks native dishes for every uh, uh, Grand Prix, hence the name. We're making feijoada this week for the Brazilian Grand Prix. I what have is, no what idea is that? what that is. What is it that? is a black bean stew with like about two pounds of meat in it. It's mm. so of good. Course. That sounds delicious. I need to go mm. to Brazil. Brazil sounds awesome. Uh, you can follow me at Nolan J. Sykes on the uh, social media platform of your choice. Except Twitter. Except Twitter, because I did delete that. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.